Today, you are listening to Think Again Christian, where pop culture and Christian traditions collide with biblical truth. Sponsored by Rainier Christian Schools. And now your host, pastor of Ravensdale Bible Church and superintendent of Rainier Christian Schools, Tony Jamie. Rethinking and re-examining concepts, ideas, traditions, and challenging your beliefs from American pop culture and your Christian denominational circles. How? By the renewing of your mind through God's Word and open radio conversation. Do you remember this phrase? Can't we all just get along? Well, the phrase unequally yoked isn't usually associated with the famous Rodney King quote, but it kind of carries the same concept. Can't we just forget our differences and, and unite at all costs? The phrase unequally yoked comes from 2 Corinthians 6.14, and, and in the King James Version it says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath the righteousness with the unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? Now the New American Standard Version says, Do not be bound together with unbelievers, for what partnership have righteousness and lawlessness, or what fellowship has light with darkness. Well, Paul's admonition is, is, is part of a large discourse to the, the church of, at Corinth on, on the Christian life, and, and, and he discourages them from being in an unequal partnership with unbelievers. Why? Because believers and unbelievers are, are opposites, just as Light and darkness are opposites. They, they simply have nothing in common. Just as, as Christ has nothing in common with, um, with Satan, with, you know, with, with, with the devil. The idea is that the pagan, wicked, unbelieving world is governed by the principles of the evil one and that the Christians should be separate from the the wicked ways of the world, just as Christ was separate from all the methods, purposes, and and plans of Satan. He had no participation in them. He formed no union with them. And so it should be with with the followers of of Christ that, that we would have no union as well. Now, attempting to live a Christian life with a a non-Christian like our, our close friends, um, is, is going to be difficult. And so, yes, we, we want to get along. Yes, we want to be friendly. Yes, we want to witness and evangelize. Yes, we want them to, to repent and, and be in heaven with us. But, but can we really have a co-partnership with them? The, the, the unequal yoke is is also applied not only to, to marriages, but, but to business relationships. For, for, for a Christian to enter into a partnership with, a, with an unbeliever is really to, to court disaster. I mean, unbelievers have opposite worldviews and different morals, and, and they make business decisions um, that reflect a, a different worldview. For, for the relationship to truly work, one or the other must must abandon um, or give in to their their moral center 
and, and to move toward the other. Well, that's not acceptable for, for a Bible-believing Christian. And more often than not, it's the believer who finds himself pressured to leave his Christian principles behind for, for the sake of, of profit and the growth of the business. Well, what is this yoke that, that I'm talking about? Well, yoke is, it, it's a wooden bar that, that joins two oxen usually together. And they, they, they carry the burden, they carry the, the pole and the weight of, of the cart or the plow. And so an unequally yoked team, a team of oxen, has, would have one stronger ox and one weaker, or one taller and one shorter. And the weaker, the shorter ox would walk more slowly than the taller and the stronger one, causing the load to, to ultimately go around in circles. And so when oxen are unequally yoked, they, they can't perform the task set before them. Instead of working together, they are at odds with one another, trying to accomplish the same mission, trying to accomplish the same purpose and goals, but unable to. See, a good team of ox are about the same strength, the same size, so that they can keep a steady pace, so that they naturally work together as one. They're tied together so that they're Combined strength then becomes a, a powerful benefit. They plow and they pull in, in a rhythm. Consider the, the ox and the donkey. They are different heights, different strengths, different strides. And it would take long for the powerful ox, uh, it wouldn't take long for the powerful ox to gen, just dominate the weaker donkey. So there would be an unequally yoked pull. They, 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 they wouldn't have the ability. They might have the want, the desire, the effort, but they wouldn't have the, the ability to cooperate with, with each other, which would ultimately cause conflict and even potential injury. It's the same concept with rowing a boat. So, so guys, you know, if you ever want to go out rowing with your children or, you know, on that first date, you're going to find out very quickly that your strength and your speed overpower them. And so you're literally going to end up just in the middle of the lake, spinning around in circles and getting really tired really fast. It's, it's, it's frustrating. It's not fun. That's why I don't go rowing with the kids. It's not as cute and romantic as what you see on TV. But see, there's a deeper meaning behind the idea of being unequally yoked in a relationship. Consider being so different that, that in your relationship, one is the donkey and one is the ox. Now, I'll, I'll let you decide on, you know, who's the stubborn mule in your, your marriage relationship. But Deuteronomy 22 says, do not plow the ox and the donkey together. Why? God has, has uh, some ax to grind with the ox and the donkey? No. It's, it's imagine having different, you know, religious convictions or, or political views um, put together then. Heck, I mean, everybody knows that, you know, that, that you stay away from religion and politics if you don't want a, a controversial subject at a dinner party, right? 
So why then does it seem like a great idea to marry into that kind of concept? I mean, j- just imagine the the heated division and the polarizing arguments that that you know political views have. What about the role of of men and women? How how are you going to then now decide when you have these two totally opposite views? Who is the leader and and what is your standard by which you're going to define the leadership? If you go by politics, well, I mean, that could change. I mean, so do you just go by the, the latest, you know, talk show poll or trend? Does your community make that decision for you? Or, or, or do you have an empirical standard like the Bible that just doesn't change based on what year it is or what country you live in? or what political um, regime you're, you're under, or the, the political correctness of the day, equally yoked is the idea of sharing the same values, the same ideology. And how important is value sharing? Well, the Almighty immediately addresses this and creates a system of, of separation in His laws in the Old Testament. Keeping God's commandments meant strict ways of separation, of separating Israel from its neighboring Gentile nations. The key to value sharing was keeping away from yoking with other countries' beliefs. It included eating rituals, worship traditions, the way you dressed. But nothing was more important than spiritual separation from the unclean peoples of the earth. The only way to maintain common beliefs was to keep the commandments of the Lord. And the best way to keep the statutes was to teach and train children and people from day one. In Deuteronomy 6, it gives strict orders for parents to to raise their children, believing in in the only one monotheistic exclusive religion of, of Yahweh, the creator of the universe, the God of Israel. In Deuteronomy 7, we see that the original warnings regarding Jews uh, to not intermarry with the Canaanites. But why? Was God a racist? It had nothing to do with the color of your skin. It had nothing to do with the country per se. God loves the world. God saves the Gentiles. Well, then shouldn't we just all figure out how to get along? Can't we just mix religions? Can't we just coexist? I mean, wouldn't the world be a better place if we just accepted everybody's beliefs? Well, God is wiser than us. It doesn't work that way. The reason for separation was that God knew that the the mix of marriages in an unequally yoked relationship would turn people away from him and away from his commandments. Unfortunately, Israel didn't listen to God. And time after time, they, they served other false gods, and worshipped other idols. The book of Judges and Kings chronicles uh, the nation of Israel and the kings of Israel disregarding this simple precept that the Lord sets. So like the donkey and the ox, the cart is sent off course. If you are in an unequally yoked relationship, your, your beliefs are going to then shift and change, or you're just going to fight and argue all the time. And so it just becomes a matter of time before one or the other takes place. That 
puppy dog love goes away. Of course, the closest alliance one person can have with one another is found in, in that, that marriage relationship. And this is how 2 Corinthians 6.14 uh, then is interpreted, that God's plan is for a man and a woman to become one flesh, not two separate identities, one flesh. See that in Genesis 2.24. A relationship so intimate that one literally and figuratively becomes a part of the other. Uniting a believer with an unbeliever is essentially uniting opposites, which doesn't make any sense. The same problem exists, like I said, in business relationships. I've seen so many times where non-believers think that their situational ethics is good enough. And very rarely have I found people that can admit that, you know, they're unethical. And so their situational ethics then is compared to what standard? Getting away with it? And so when we come back, we'll talk more about being unequally yoked. Since their small beginnings in 1963, the ministry of Rainier Christian Schools has been dedicated to educating and developing each of their students for the glory of God. And it's more than just a school. Rainier Christian Schools is actually an entire school district, with three schools serving the areas of Kent, Auburn, Covington, Renton, and Maple Valley. The Christ-centered environment weaves God's truth through everything they do, from top-notch academics all the way through their competitive sports programs. Learn more at RainierCSD.org or call 425-255-7273. That's 425-255-7273. Contact Rainier Christian Schools today. Welcome back. You're listening to Think Again Christian, sponsored by Rainier Christian Schools. And now your host, Tony Jamie. Today we're talking about unequally yoked. Now, this is something that's been around since Deuteronomy chapter 7. It's been around for a long time, the idea that you don't allow a donkey and an ox to to plow together. Well, if that's the case, if, if, if God found it so necessary to remind his people that, you know, when you're going to go out and do your farming and your gardening, you should probably be uh, in, a, in, in have your team. Isn't that funny how, how animals are the first team? The concept of team actually comes, it's an agrarian concept that comes from the, the team of the animals pulling or, or pushing. And so the idea of team then is together everybody achieving more, right? The, the idea of team then is, is, is putting two together to become one more powerful force. And so being unequally yoked then by definition is being weaker, it's weakening the team. It's making it more complex and more difficult for the team to succeed. And so I can't think of two more important teams than your marriage relationship or, or your business. And so the, the biblical account of being unequally yoked is, is everywhere in Scripture. It, it's found all over. Ephesians 5, 7 warns us, warns us against partnerships with non-believers. We're not supposed to be in a partnership with non-believers. 2 Corinthians 6.15 asks, 
well, what is the harmony between Christ and Satan? Can, can, how can Satan and Christ coexist? Or, or what does a believer really have in common with an unbeliever? Uh, is, is somebody going to give up their beliefs and, and in order to, to harmonize? I mean, the idea here is like, like a, a beautiful song, right? That, that plays a room. Imagine listening to a band and everybody's just playing their own tune. They're just doing whatever they want to do. You could have the best musicians in the world playing great songs, but if they're all playing different songs, then they're not in harmony. Second Corinthians six seventeen reminds us to to be separate. Now, do you understand that the very definition of holy is separation? It's it, it's not the the commandment or the rule in and of itself of of maybe keeping the Sabbath or, or honoring your mother and father or worshiping God. Holiness isn't a legalistic term. Holiness is, is an idea of, of separation, being different, being not the same as the others. And so there isn't an idea of being interfaith, interwoven, being blended together is not a good thing. 2 Corinthians 6.16 says, What agreement is there between the temple of God and, and idols? See, some of us have the idea that, well, why can't we just have you know, this one big hall of worship and we'll just all bring in our idols or our icons or our posters or pictures or whatever it is, and then we can all just get along. Worship together? How do you worship together when two opposing views can't both be right? Or there's two completely different holy books that give different commands. There's only one God and one God alone, and only one way to the Father, and that's through the Son. One way. By definition, Christianity is is monotheistically exclusive. That's why so many people around the world have a problem with Christianity. It's okay to believe anything you want. We've seen that from the days of Rome. Believe and worship anything you want. We saw that in, in the paganism, the polytheism in, in Egypt. Believe and worship anything you want. But now when you want to say only Yahweh is God, now we have a problem. 1 Corinthians 6.16 6, says, Do you not know that he who unites himself with the prostitute is one with her body? For it is said that the two will become one flesh, but whoever is united with the Lord is one with him and him in spirit. See, being unequally yoked is is spiritual adultery. And several times we see in the Bible where the Lord calls Israel the harlot because of their intermarrying with, with foreign gods and because of their idolatrous worship, because they were unequally yoked. Proverbs 6.27 asks, can a man take fire into his bosom and his clothes not be burned? Can one go upon hot coals and his feet not be burned? Well, the answer is no. This isn't some, you know, Tony Robbins gimmick. Um, you, you touch fire, you get burned. How do we all know this? Because we all touched fire and it burns and it hurts. And an unequally yoked person is like one playing with fire. You are going to get burned. You want to date that unbelieving girl when you're in high school? You're going to get burned. 
First Kings 11 catalogs King Solomon's disobedience as he marries hundreds of foreign wives when he was specifically instructed not to, not to associate with them. Why? Because they will surely turn your heart away from God and turn you to others. That's what the Almighty says. And Solomon's heart was not wholefully devoted to the Lord, his God. And he went after the Ashtoreth and the the goddess of the Sidians, and after Milcom, the, the detestable idol of the Amorites, and, and as its catalog in the scriptures, Solomon did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. Why? Because of his foreign wives. You know, there's a lot of conjecture on whether Solomon's saved or not because of, of these detestable things that are chronicled in the scriptures. What, what, what a sad commentary of one of the heroes of the faith, the man who built the temple for Israel, the man who wrote Ecclesiastes. I mean, really the, the, the kind of the trump card argument for his salvation in Christian circles is, well, he was, you know, one of the authors of the Bible. Obviously it's through God, but wow, to, to have that said about you, that you did evil in the sight of the Lord. Why? Because you were unequally yoked. I mean, I love having these discussions with, you know, our high school students at, at Rainier Christian Schools. I mean, the topic of being unequally yoked comes up all the time. The, the kids ask us about dating non-Christians and being friends with unbelievers and, you know, in an evangelistic sense, right? I mean, they barely have their own sea legs and, you know, they think they're, you know, they're Billy Graham now all of a sudden. And so the concept of missionary dating is constantly talked about. And again, the if if the model for evangelism was to date and marry non-Christians, then God would have surely instructed Israel to intermarry with the Canaanites, the Egyptians, the Babylonians, the Persians, and the Philistines. But he did not. In fact, he completely gave opposite instructions. And it breaks my heart when I hear kids talk about marrying somebody because they have a good job or lots of money or they're nice or, or cute. I mean, one student even said that it wasn't important to marry a Christian. I mean, ironically, the, the world even recognizes that, that you know, s- some opposite ideological belief- beliefs are, are unhealthy. I mean, again, would a hardcore ultra-liberal really get along with a staunch conservative? I mean, just listen to a debate. I mean, they would argue about everything and, and ultimately what? In order to preserve the marriage, stand for nothing? I mean, heck, you know, lots of people have a hard time getting along with people, you know, that they're friends with at work, but are, are, are rival, you know, sports teams. I mean, you know, it's, uh, it seems cute, you know, that, you know, we see a marriage where, you know, there's a cougar and a husky. Um, but marriage is a union for life, and it's going to be a challenge, and, and it's going to push your limits. I mean, could you imagine being... being Yoked with a with a donkey when you're an ox, I mean, how do you establish, you know, the the leadership and direction of your home? We want to do it the donkey way, but I'm an ox. Well, do you wonder why our families are spinning in circles and out, are out of control? It's because because we've been unequally yoked. I mean, do do you really think it would work to raise your children, you know, Jewish and Muslim? I mean, maybe you've heard opposites attract. Well, 
Yeah, personality quirks. You know, I like sports, she likes music, hobbies, food preferences. But that's not what we're talking about. My most satisfying ministry of my life has been 25 years ago when I did a young married Bible study and all the couples came from, you know, the, the, the master's university at the time. And in all of them were Christians, professing Christians. And so we were all equally yoked. We we're all going in the same direction, using the Bible as our, our ultimate source for building our marriages. Our, our yokes were the same. And it's so cool to see that 30 you know, years later that all, you know, 40 couples are still married today. Why? Because we entered in equally yoked. We entered in with the Bible is the absolute authority on our marriages and our lives. And so do you have different values um, with maybe the person you're dating or you know somebody who's in this unequally yoked relationship? Um, You need to have a talk with them. It's a serious issue. And so do you have a purpose in life? Is is your purpose to honor and glorify God or yourself? See, being unequally yoked is not a suggestion or an option. It's a command. So before you engage in another unequally yoked relationship, whether it's personal or business, think again, Christian. You've been listening to Think Again, Christian. Sponsored by Rainier Christian Schools and Tony Jamie. Rainier Christian Schools serves preschool through high school with three locations in the Renton, Maple Valley, Covington, Kent, and Auburn areas. For more information about Rainier Christian Schools, www.rainiercsd.org or call 425-255-7273.